0: the Center for Minorities in the Mathematical Sciences presents Mathematically Uncensored,
1: where our talk is real and complex, but never discreet. Listening to mathematically Uncensored, where our talk is real and complex,
0: but never discreet. Yo. Oh my gosh! Last.
1: How are you doing?
0: Episode. Oh of my goodness! Season two.
1: Unreal. Again, like every episode feels like a gift. I can't. What is is? What is this total? This is not like thirty. Not thirty eight. Thirty
0: eight. Episode thirty eight. Episode
1: thirty eight. How did we get here?
0: I don't. I don't even know.
1: No, it reminds me about consistency.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: so, when I've been thinking, and maybe perhaps over the last half a year, in terms of me continuously gauging what successful means and what's required, I just keep thinking to myself that you just got to keep at it. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, and that, and you know, I'm helping some graduate students out to get ready for their prelims in the fall. Mm-hmm. And this has been true for lots of students that like Mm -hmm. they're just like, well, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And oftentimes the answer is not pretty. It is you got to get in some hours and you have to do it over and over and over again. Yes. So we're here because week after week for 38 episodes, we decided to get in here and do it. And we have not missed a beat. So yes, thank you for being on this journey. So listen,
0: it has been an absolute honor. Uh, I'm still thinking, like, at what point are they just going to replace me? Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no. And this Uh, is one of the things that uh, I'm always surprised by you. So, yeah, you and I think everyone, the audience already knows this, but I continue to be amazed by your sense of like, yeah, you're not going to be like, I'm the shit and get out of my way. And like, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, and it's but interesting. you are the I mean, shit. No, but, uh, okay. That's super uncomfortable, right? But like, so it, it makes me think about what you're saying the the showing up and, you know, kind of focusing on the details and the things that you can't yes. control. And over
1: consistently over time.
0: Consistently over t- a long yes. period of time. Yes. Yes. And so it's, it's so weird of a feeling to like, be able to kind of zoom out, which is what we're doing a yes. little bit right now, right? Yeah, and then look yeah. at the landscape of the thing that we've done over these past two years, over yes. the pandemic. Yes. And, you know, the thing that always means things to me is like the connection that I get to make with you. Yes. And just how our friendship has flourished in a way that I think through our work, yes. which is hard, it's hard to connect with somebody Yes. At like this deep of a level, like, you know yes. me so well, Yes, you know, here. both on in the sense of like my, my goals in life, my mission as a professional, but also just like about my insecurities and yes. like the things that still pose such difficult challenges for me moving forward and, and my areas of growth. And it's, yeah, it's just a complete honor to be able to just like have this time to have this time to like share that out loud and not feel judged. Yes.
1: No. And that's then it's
0: wild about. to just remember <laughs> that people listen in, you that know, you we're going yeah, to the world. Were gonna yes. send it out to the world. Um, and so I just, you know, be before we kind of get into the topics of the day, like, let me just take the minute to say, thank you for like helping me feel safe. Mm. Oh, and goodness. I think as a, as a woman in this country, there's not many times where you can build a relationship with a man mm. who is not your father, your brother, your your partner in which you could just like authentically show up yes. and not worry about not being safe in yes. many in many ways, right? Yes. In in yeah. being judged about who you are, what you say and it's Something I don't take for granted, and I'm so thankful to to have you in my life. I appreciate uh, you, like deep 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 in my heart. No, I appreciate you. No,
1: I I I really appreciate that. It is um that is one of the highest honors I can have as a man, and I had decided that that was the man I was trying to become.
0: Yeah, Eric, you're there.
1: No, no, I can never. You're getting there. there. No, well, okay, It's a lifelong process because to fight. Patriarchy mm-hmm. is precisely this for me yeah. as a man. And I hope that other men are listening to understand that this is the work we have to do. That, again, yeah. as I said, every single day, I have to fight the belief that I'm better than women every single yeah. day, right? Yeah. And so um, being raised mm-hmm. by women, having women as my primary heroes, Fortunately, uh, unfortunately, with the passing of my father really early, Women mm-hmm. took center stage, and that's that's had its benefits. But also being surrounded by women in my household, yeah. right? And a, yeah. woman, a woman in the becoming, perhaps. Yes. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: And so for me, I had decided that I need to be someone who consistently fights this. And for you to—I feel like I got validation from you. So I yeah. appreciate that a lot. Yeah. No, so thank you. And of course, I feel very, very similar about you that, I mean— I am a very personal person, and so mm-hmm. there isn't. I mean, it's it. I cannot. I you know you and Michael, and that might be it. There isn't another person mm-hmm. I could get on <laughs> this show yeah. and tell my life to, and then send it out to everybody to to hear. You know, I've said so many things on this show that you know maybe seven years ago, I was mm. I, there's no possible way anybody would know anything about that stuff, right? and so yeah. you just yeah you, again yeah I, I echo everything you said that i get on here and i i feel safe too
0: mm-hmm. right
1: yeah 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 so,
0: and and you. you know as as always i just wanna hit, hint the readers to share the show with a friend yes. subscribe to the podcast you know rate us leave us a review on your favorite platform but i think really the the thing that i find to be the most impactful is if any of this resonates with anybody in your life oh my God. Yes. that you have conversations about the kinds of things that Harris and I talk about, send it out to a friend. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, and we are, we're also, you know, actively still trying to get better at Twitter because, you know, <laughs> I'm still struggling. I'm like, That's what right. is the thing? Oh, no. it's at Math Uncensored.
1: That's right. At
0: Minority right. Math, at DPE Harris, and at Aris Winger. So, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, send us some information about your summer plans. You know, just, just stay in touch with us. We really do like to get your feedback
1: and your comments yes 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 so I'm in so, Pittsburgh now
0: yes how's it summer. going
1: it's going well no I mean I, I, I went here for graduate school so it's been I'm usually here every summer's outside of pandemic level uh-huh. stuff so and yeah just working right mm-hmm. so the family is back in Atlanta and they're going on trips and enjoying the world and I'm just down here supporting a bunch of programs at all levels, right? And mm-hmm. so it's it's just an honor.
0: Yeah. And so you were mentioning that. that you're working with some graduate students preparing them for prelims. What what does that entail? How is that yes.
1: working out? So I mean Carnegie Mellon is a quote elite institution. Mm-hmm. And we'll we're gonna dig into this a lot in the mm-hmm. next season for sure. So when I was here, they didn't have prelims, right? And so they oh. have
0: What did they have? I don't understand. They have one qualifying exam.
1: They have one qualifying exam. So, yeah, we got all sorts of synonymous things like they got prelims, qualifying exam. So, all the pressure was on the qualifying exam. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, I think that they have decided let's remove the pressure from the qualifying exam. That's now just an oral presentation or whatever. Mm -hmm. But now, there are these four basic exams you have to pass.
0: Okay, basic and exams. So, basic. Oh, That's yes. That's not probably go, the right word. Go ahead and uh-huh. Google.
1: Yeah, go ahead and Google. Basic CMU exams. basic uh-huh. exams. And, Dear the, and Lord. then open them up. Open them yes. up. Yes. So this is good. So when I was told mm-hmm. that or given the opportunity to do this,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: went and looked at the exams because mm-hmm. my job is to like, kind of steer them there. So it's like a mini, mm-hmm. mini, mini, mini edge,
2: right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: So I'm looking at these things. I'm like, holy shit! Like, uh, I uh, think I know how to do half of number of three. This problem. And- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes.
0: yeah. We're just dusting it off, yo. It's dusting oh, it is. off. Oh, I know
1: that. It you is. Know, yeah, it's yeah, dusting no, it no, off. I yeah. got confidence forever. So don't, you oh, listen, don't know I love that. it. Yes. 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 So yeah, no, I I understand that. Yeah, I just need to reor- reorient myself. But then the question was like, how do you know? I almost took mm. too much of myself. Like, how do I get people who've never seen this to? understand it so you know we're doing a a good introduction they're going to take the class in the fall and Mm -hmm. so this is in measure theory and it's this balance between we're having a great time but it's always lurking in the back of my head that like wait they got to see this they got to see this they got to see this and like not taking the whole responsibility on myself
2: Mm -hmm. to try and
1: show them all the measure theory in a month that's Mm -hmm. not going to work so it's the Mm -hmm. whole depth the depth versus breadth piece right Like, how much do I show them? So right now, I would say we're going deep. Mm -hmm. into Like, they're learning what the integral is. They're learning the Mm -hmm. Lebesgue integral. But I'm worried, right? Because, Mm. you know, I've met the professor, the one who's Mm going to teach it, the one who's going to write the exam, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, he is nice, brilliant, but there's Mm -hmm. he's been trained to give up an impossible exam. Yes. Right? And so... He and I can sit down, and we've been talking about the participants, and he loves the participants. He thinks they're Mm -hmm. nice, but he also has a part of him that quote standards, elitism. That's right. The rigor. The the rigor, and the rigor being the marker of excellence. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. So it feels like I'm dealing with two different people,
2: right? Mm -hmm. And so when I meet with him, like yeah yeah,
1: we can talk about our lives, be good humans to each other. And yes. then all of a sudden, when I start talking about this test, I'm like, who are where did where did you go?
0: Yeah. Where yeah. did you go?
1: Right. And because it's like he starts, it's like he goes to work.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he it's like he's, like mm-hmm. he's
1: going, it's his work stance now. But his mm-hmm. work stance is someone who wants to create a barrier
2: mm-hmm. right, for his mm-hmm. student.
1: Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. very weird. It's very mm-hmm. weird. So then I see that as the end game. Uh-huh. And having to accept the fact that I won't be there, right? I think I'm going to be mm. supporting them a little bit in the fall, but like yeah. for this piece, I can only, like, what's enough? What's success look like, right? Yeah. So it's just this balance between giving them an introduction, knowing it's right now when we leave at the end of June, they won't be ready to mm. take it and they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't but, be. It's, but I summer. want them to yeah. be. And they, yeah. So yeah. Right. I've just been thinking about that.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. So so this exam is a written exam. Yes. Okay. And yeah. the interesting thing in what you're saying is, you know, sort of this like dichotomy between this particular person in which super supportive, they, they want the best for the students, oh, yes. they adore the students. But then that other line of, they just have to do what I say at the level that I say. Yes. Um, yes. but where is the support, right? Like how do you make well, sure?
1: But that's why I'm here.
0: Right? I so, know, yeah, but that yeah. that's ridiculous if you think about it like that. You need an intermediary person to serve as the the in-between to get these students to survive the process.
1: Yes. Yes, yes. Right.
0: Yes, so, yes. so, so it's reminding me a lot of you know when I when I work with Abby Hirsig on this like science and mentoring stuff. Yeah. And we talk a lot about you know mathematicians being usually very good at mentoring in the scientific component. So like really the practices, right? The theorem. The how do you yes. come up with an example, a counterexample, all of those things. Mm-hmm. But then there's like the norms and also you know the practices. Yes. So it's like where, and and, and the building identity. And so, yeah, it's making me think you're absolutely right. Like, yes, of course, there's got to be an intermediary person, but I'm struggling because the way that you framed it was like, this person gets it. This person gets that this is a complete barrier and obstacle to this student succeeding. And even in spite of understanding all of that, they're still like, yeah, but I'm still going to put this tricky ass shit that nobody oh, yes. can solve. Oh, yes. Yeah. oh and it's yes, like, yes. But is that the point? Like, then why even use the word basic? Like, isn't that research? Like, at what point yes. do we, and I remember this actually very well. Like when I took my master's exam at some point, you know, somebody had mentioned to me, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wait until professor or so and so writes the exam because the other professor puts questions that don't, that are. open questions yes,
1: or something to this effect, right? Right. Like they're
0: undoable, like they're impossible. You will never pass the exam when this professor writes it. And then I'm like, but we all know this and we're all okay with this and we're all not going to say anything. And we're just going to like navigate around this boulder that's in the way. And so, yeah, so I I guess I'm just struggling a little bit with this, with this idea and this dichotomy that is sort of internal to some mathematicians where they're great people. But they're just like, but see, I had to suffer to get this degree. And that's what makes it worth it. And that's what makes it worth it. And so you all must also suffer.
1: Well, yeah. And it's that. And it's also that, you know, I I just said it to you and now it's resonating with me more that it's just part of his profession. It's just part Mm. of his job. And that yeah, we're at CMU, and that's just the way it is, right? And that mm-hmm. you may be able, and I've heard things here at this lovely institution, mm-hmm. of, of which I've graduated, that you know you may be able to get your degree somewhere else, right? But you're not ah. going to be able to. You're not going to be able to do it here. Some students won't no. just be able to do it here.
0: And, no. Well,
1: no. I'm not okay with this. I'm
0: not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. Why? Why let in a student? Who you yes. do not believe would be successful. Like we are people. No. We are I, leaving families behind. We're literally moving across the fucking country to go to a yes. school who already doesn't fucking believe I'm gonna be successful. No, 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 no. Like no, this no. is what we're doing? No. no,
1: no, no. Here's what happens. So they accept they accept it. It's not just it's not just here. It's this is a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah, yes. No, no, no. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. But they get accepted with the understanding that they think they could, and then it turns out that they can't. Mm. And so then they just shrug their shoulders and say, it looks like you can't cut it. Mm. Right. And then yeah, wow. you have to find other. Right. And so and so this is supposed to be preemptive. Let's try to okay. get them supports. OK, because
0: they now yes. they know they have plenty of data to know yes. that this method of sink or swim means a ton of people have been sinking. And yes. so you're here throwing some fucking lifeboats. You're on this little lifeboat with your little raft.
1: Yeah, I'm throwing a string.
0: You're throwing a string, <laughs> dear God, dear God, I'm they're going to drown. a string. Are yes, they drowning, but- Harris? Are they no, drowning? They're not. No, no, no,
1: no, okay. no, 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 no. The water level is rising. Mm. Right, and so it, we're having fun. And I'm like, oh, look at that water. It's put coming. Debbie footed
0: it. See? fucking tsunami's coming. You're seeing it. <laughs> you're seeing the fucking tsunami wave. Is what you're saying to me right now. Y'all, y'all are in the waiting pool. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right now, it's like, oh, this is fun. This oh, is fun. Legendary. Yeah, no, no.
1: The rebound integral's not sufficient.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So okay, yeah. Shit.
1: Yeah. No. So we we will continue this in the next season in the fall. Mm-hmm. I will let you know how that turned out. So okay.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well well this is interesting because I think it leads us naturally into this idea uh, this email that we got from the Mailbag yeah. about yeah. when do we actually say something when we see something happening right and so this is similar like at what at what point do we as yes. a you know person of color minority someone who is maybe a little bit more yeah. vulnerable earlier career Um, when do you you speak out? And, you know, there's this like really powerful quote in the, in the email that we got from a listener. Um, and I'll just read it. It says, as a minority, we have the fear of becoming blackballed by just speaking out and fighting off the hypocrisy that comes with the profession.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: The hypocrisy that comes with the profession. Yes. And so I, I think you're, you know, in, in what I'm hearing, it feels like There is something similar happening here where, you know, you're alluding to, I mean, maybe even vocalizing that they believe these students will be successful. They come here and then they're not. And then it's like, well, see, this is why we don't let PLCs into this program because we think they'll make it. And look, they all fail.
1: Correct, correct, correct. But
0: but now what do you do when you're the vulnerable person in the situation? Like, how do you speak out when you know that you have no power?
1: Correct. No, and, and this is something we tried to address earlier in the first season. And it's, we have not, we don't have an answer, right? Because we, we were leaving yeah. it up to the person, right? So I think early on, we had said that particularly when you're early on, that you just got to, you know, deal with
0: it, right? And that, that you have to gain power and access
1: mm-hmm. and stuff before you can say something. Because, I mean, this person is just at the start. Right. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine him going to conferences and like being like, that's fuck. what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Mm. And yeah, yeah. What what impact does that have on your career? So again, this is and this is just true about going to work in general. Right. See, there's something about academia, or at least academia for us, where it's different from um, when we had Sade on the show. And she's in STEM. She's mm-hmm. a STEM professional where it's clear when you go to work. Right, like you go into a building, get in your damn cubicle, Mm -hmm. and like. Mm -hmm. But when turn on that
0: computer, (laughs) yes,
1: (laughs) the company computer,
0: the company computer.
1: And when we go into academia, have conferences, and it's it feels like a little less, right? There's more informality. There's more, right? Because nobody Mm -hmm. says you're not supposed to say that at work. That's right. To me, right? right? Like, and so the question becomes, you know, if In these spaces where things feel like you can say more, Mm -hmm. what is it that you say and what is it that you don't? You don't and and what are you gonna and how do you know, you know, because again, in 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 other spaces that are industry, you get Mm -hmm. performance evaluations that are clear and like, but you know, we get timely? And
0: oh, timely yes. and on a oh, yes. schedule, like Correct. we don't
1: get anything like that. Right, 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 right. So it's just, it's just, it just makes me think of those differences. So I mean, to to answer the person's question, I think we had settled on, we can only tell you that there might be consequences, but we're mm-hmm. never going to tell you not to
0: not speak out to speak out
1: when something yeah. when you feel like something's wrong. Like we're I, we're just not going to do that. So I think early on we were. I mean, we had we of course we have a deep concern about the success of young people in this discipline, mm-hmm. and we know that that can be in conflict with speaking out early on, and so then that's when the decision lies with you, right? Mm-hmm. To say is this worth taking this in order for me to gain something on the other side, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. The the thing that this is reminding me of is also that as I was thinking about speaking out or not, like at my younger career stages, a lot of the time, the challenge there was that I was alone, that there was no other person of color that I could look at and be like, did Mm -hmm. I just hear correctly? Can we, you know, amplify each other's voices in these meetings? Um, So I didn't have, I was alone and I also didn't know how to best strategize to ensure that the kind of thing I thought should be done would be best received by the people who I was talking to. Yes, yes. Um, yes, And so there's been, it's been interesting to kind of think and reflect back on how I used to do things and how I've tried to now do things. And I'm not saying one way is better than the other. It's just been how I've grown. And at the beginning of my journey, like during my, my postdoc, you know, pre-tenure years. I remember having a conversation with a mentor and I said, you know, I see all of these things happening in my department or, you know, in my community. And I I am losing sleep over this Mm -hmm. because I wasn't saying anything. Like Like I'm actually in bed thinking like, man, this is so messed up, but yet not saying anything, not doing anything. And then they said to me, there was a point in my life where I looked myself in the mirror and I asked, is this who I want to be? Right, right. And then, And then they said, and I decided I didn't want to be that person who knew that all this shit was happening and, and not say or do anything. Yep. And so then I made the decision to start speaking out and, and being willing to lose invitations for speaking engagements and being willing to lose potentially friends and collaborators yes. and, and let's get real, money right? Of like course. knowing that you might speak out, you know, against this person who is just like not supporting students, whatever, whatever. Um, and, and they might serve on an NSF panel for the grant that you have submitted. Correct. Okay, so Absolutely. there's like a lot of that. But they decided that that was worth it. And so then they did, right? And they they think that it's worked out better for them. And for me, I think sometimes that has worked well. And sometimes it has not. Sometimes, even though I don't lose sleep. And even though I can look myself in the mirror, having spoken out means that there's been people who have then actively, and let me just say that yes. again, actively yes. sabotaged me behind closed doors, yes. who have actively made my life miserable mm. to mm. an extent that was completely unwarranted Based on what it was that I was pointing out that we needed to improve. That's the problem. And and that's the thing that we don't tend to talk enough about. We don't end up talking about that feeling, not of regret, because I don't regret, you know, having pointed out all the ways in which, you know, certain systems were disproportionately and negatively impacting certain students. But at the same time... It affected me. It affected my health. It affected oh, yes. my ability to like just live yes. and breathe. Yes. And yeah. And it's it's really difficult and to deal toll. with. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which which like was killing me.
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think and I think we need to understand as a young person that it may get there. Yes. that it may get there and then I and then you can decide like if that is how it became yes am i still okay with speaking out and I'm not saying that to scare anyone it yes. is just a matter of understanding that that be can aware. be yes. the reality be that aware you of this that's right yeah
1: that's right so yeah I wish we had a easier answer than yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: but no so but in addition to this I mean what you just said reminds me that this person isn't alone, as much mm-hmm. as you were alone,
0: right? right?
1: And so they can at least talk these issues out with us, right? And, and with communities that you know weren't as thriving as they may be now, mm-hmm. and to, to to talk it out with somebody else and maybe have them say
0: something. That's right. right.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Speak when you're ready. Yeah.
0: as a yeah, as no, a, as a proxy. Absolutely, and. For me, that was something that made this kinds of, you know, decisions a little bit harder because there weren't a lot of other people around yeah. that I could say, okay, tag, your it. Like this time, you know, you bring this up and next time I bring it up or wait, yeah. should we bring it up? Like there wasn't a lot of that um, until much later yes. in my career. And when that was there, wow, was it's a much better place to be. Yes, yes, yes. Just a much, much better place to be. And so I think we're back to this message that community makes a huge difference in this journey and not feeling alone and being able to find your people that support you, that understand you, and that can advocate for you is just of the utmost importance.
1: So I think we found the answer. So yeah, the, Mm -hmm. the first thing is don't take this on by yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah, find community to help you support, to help support you, and then hopefully they can take some of the the risk, right? Because we yes. you spread out the risk, right? If a group says that there was an issue with this, then yeah, and we don't know exactly who said it, then
0: mm-hmm. that, might, that
1: might be helpful. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. We've been teasing people long enough.
0: No. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> at the end of last episode, I said that we had a uh, big announcement to make. Yes. Yeah. So what is it?
0: Okay. Well, I am leaving Williams. Okay. And in August of 2022, I am starting as an associate professor of mathematics at the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee.
1: So. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And yeah. why is that?
0: Oh, it's a very loaded question. So let me focus on the positive. The first, the truth is this is a position to which I was recruited. Yeah. And so we can talk about, you know, targets of opportunity. But the new position like was more, the new position. Okay, yeah. 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 So I was I was a target of opportunity higher. And this opportunity for me allows me to expand my work in new directions that I've been trying to work. So, for example, there it's a Ph.D. granting institution. Yeah. And I can now have PhD students. Mm, mm, mm. And so, you know, y'all mentors who who have undergrads that are looking for opportunities and, and like algebra and combinatorics, like, Ooh. yo girl, got them. We <laughs> yes. could do nice transition period, you know? <sighs> this it. doesn't have yes. to, you don't have to send them to me and then you pretend we never talk. Like, no, this is we great. can think about a mentoring transition program for for students I that come no, to UW-Milwaukee. fantastic.
1: You know, no, it, this, th- yeah, this is great. So this is like... And this is an immense addition to the pipeline, right? Yes. Like, yeah, so now oh I, that's what you're saying, right? So that yes, now we can send people there. That's amazing.
0: Yes, you know, and like I'm cognizant of of how much I've tried to to prepare students, undergraduate students to thrive in graduate programs. And I, I feel like part of my new journey at uw Milwaukee is now, Helping graduate students transition into faculty mm, positions. So it's like a new mission. It's a new mission. Yeah. And it's, and it's yeah. an expansion of the mission because I certainly yeah. will continue working with undergrads, but I think of, of my priorities will shift slightly. Yes. Um, and I'm really excited about that. I'm also excited about being somewhere where the mission of the institution that is about access and opportunities And the life-changing impact that an education can have on entire communities and cities just Mm. speaks to my soul in the way that nothing else really had for a long time, right? Like under the mask of elitism is you made it in your special versus we will let anybody come here to have an opportunity. Yes. And that change feels so good.
1: Incredible. Yeah. And
0: so, so you know, so thinking about it in this professional way, I think the mission sits well with who I am now as a yeah. person. Yeah. The opportunities that I see in terms of, of leadership opportunities, in terms of, Student work, in terms yes. of research time, yes. all of those things are just pluses. Yes, in 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 the plus category. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. So professionally, all of that just makes me so happy.
1: No, I'm so I'm just so excited for you. No. Yeah. And and so I, again, I I think about a few episodes ago when, yeah, you were talking about where you used to be and mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and yeah, it, it, you didn't look happy. No, look happy. I haven't
0: yeah. been happy. You know, I had a, I've told very few people, you know, yeah. about, about me leaving. Um, and there was a, I got to see one of my students, who I made a very, very close relationship with when I first started at Williams. He's a fantastic student. Um, and really just like a little brother, mm. honestly, mm. like yeah. and 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 I love him. And I saw him on Tuesday this week. And I said, I haven't told anyone. And I want to tell you that I'm leaving Williams. And then he said, It's about damn time. You've been unhappy there for six years. And I know you've stayed for many reasons. And some of them were because I saw the students that looked like me who needed somebody there to fight for them. Yeah. And in talking with them, this young man, you know, has bought his mama a house. Mm, oh, my gosh. You know? And it has transformed his life. Yes. And he has a legacy. Yes. And and he said to me that he didn't think he would be where he is without me. And that's why I had stayed at Williams for so long. Yeah. Because of students like him. Because I see them in ways that my colleagues don't. Yes. And I believe in them. And I try to build an environment, a little bubble, to protect them and to give them the room they need to be able to reach their goals. Yeah, of course. And so it's it's been it's been work of love. Yes. And so for so long, I just hadn't loved me. Yes. I was willing to do anything and everything for them. Yes. And that's what he said, you know, like it's yes. it's time, it's time for you to find a place where you're also happy. Absolutely. And so thinking personally, UW Milwaukee is home. Mm. I am I am coming home. My family is here. You know, Jamal's family is here. And that part I can't ignore. The yeah. feeling of of knowing that even when I have a hard day at work, because I will always have hard days at work, that I can go home and have a meal with my father. Yes. That I can spend time with my sister.
1: Yeah.
0: That I can get my nails done with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> tortillas. <laughs> I, tortillas everywhere, Ares. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Why, why am I crying about tortillas? Because I don't know why I'm crying about tortillas. Because
0: it's two years I've been talking about it. Yeah. And and that I have friends and actual collaborators in the city. And I think about having given all of that up, chasing an institution that I thought I could make a difference at.
1: And you did. And you did make a difference. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, but at what cost? You know, it was yes. like yes, the, the cost was high, and and to be honest, I I think it's a tree, you know. And I was there, and I was wind, and I blew as fucking hard as I could, and yeah. I think the tree shook. Yes. But now that I'm gone, the wind will be gone, mm. and the tree will go back to where it was. And that's the image I have, yeah. of my time at Williams, mm-hmm. that I happen to be a strong passing wind oh. in an unmovable tree.
1: Yeah, and I am you at Minority Math. I think there's a better analogy. I'm too emotional to come up with one. Yeah, um, <sighs> but yeah, you, you you yeah no.
0: And I'm okay with it. And, you know, and I and I feel like I I've made peace with it. And it's, it's hard in many ways to think about what the narrative will be that yeah. people will try to spin based on my leave there.
2: Mm.
0: And, you know, it is very common for my department that when a woman leaves, people of color leave, anybody who's yes. marginalized leaves, you know, the narrative tends to always be... Well, they're leaving because they want to be close to family. Yes. They're leaving because they have a two-body problem. And that is the narrative. Because who would ever yeah. want to leave the number right. one liberal arts college in the country?
1: Well, now and le-
0: Yeah. You, have yeah, a, and you le-
1: control the narrative. So
0: And let me just, just you know, and I'm just gonna say it very, very as clearly as I as I possibly can had my experience at william's college been uplifting mm. collaborative rather than competitive oh. but really humane humane yes. yes i would have never tried to leave yes ever
1: yes good i'm glad you we could get this on the record and so that you control your own narrative as much as possible yeah. And so that's one of the uh, privileges we have on this show that yeah, mm-hmm. we get to tell our stories the way we want to tell them. Right. And so yeah. this may be a two-parter because I, I want to, I got 5 million questions for oh you. Oh
0: my goodness. So,
1: yeah. So, okay. So you, are you just wrote, so they reached out to you? you yes. Reached out to, they, okay.
0: So, so, you know, I, I have always been very vocal about the challenges at that institution. And let me just be clear the, you know institutions protect themselves and protect their own, yeah. and I just happen to n- never be part of the person that gets protected yes. and so there was there was a lot of issues that happened that I reported that other people reported who then got tons of backlash for um, you know you if you if you look on Twitter, you'll find it. it you don't have to go far to find yes. out all of the details, many of which are the things that occurred to me. And yeah, and it, so going to places, going to conferences and just being who I am and being honest about those things, I've always said, I will forever be on the job market. Mm. That's a life I live. And that is the life I live based on the experiences that I have had at Williams that I'm just forever on the job market. You ever ask me for my CV? That shit is <laughs> updated from yesterday. Yes. Right? Yes, like, yes, because, yes. because I understand that the work I do is good. I do good work. Yes. I am a catch, you know? Like, yes. and again, I'm, I'm humble about it, but I know what I do when I get to a place. Like, yes. I...
1: Yes, you bring to the table.
0: Put my soul into my job, into yes. my work. And, and so... You know, a few years ago, the department chair there said, what do you think about the potential to do a Target of Opportunity hire? Would you be interested? Yeah. And I said, I would absolutely be interested. And then the pandemic hit. Oh. And then hiring freezes.
1: But this is, so this is before the show.
0: Yes, this is before the show. Wow. This is before the show. Wow. And okay. I... To be really honest with you, Eris, I never saw it materializing. I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, blowing whatever. smoke up, blah, blah, blah. Yes, Like, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, who's ever going to give me a chance to be at an R1? Who? Who's mm. going to look at me and look at my trajectory? I've never been at a PhD-granting institution, aside from the fact that I got a PhD at a PhD-granting institution. Yeah. yeah. So no, no one's going to look at me and think, Yeah, you're you're the right person to come and have this job. And so even though there were there was this conversation, I just didn't see it materializing. Yes. And and again, let me be clear, not because I don't think I can do it. Yes. But because on paper, what people assume is the right trajectory towards an R1 like a law position. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not me, right? On paper. Um, and so I just said, okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm, all right. You know, and they would give me sporadic updates. Like I'm still working on it. I don't want you to think I've forgotten. And then I was like, okay, hmm Yeah, thank you. hmm Sure. Thanks yeah. for the feedback. Yes. Thanks for working on it. Um, yeah. and then in April, late, late, early April-ish, I get an email like, we did it. We need yes. you to come and interview. And then I was like, wait, what? Wow. I was like, wait, what? Inter- like when? And they're yes. like, now? And then I thought, Whoa, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So early May, I go out and I interview. Yeah. And then a week later, the department voted to give me a job. Okay. okay. So then I then start negotiations. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, when do y'all want me to start? I'm thinking like a year from now, two years from now, like, how does this work? And they're like, in the fall. And then I was like, "Wait, what?" I oh, mm. okay, okay, you know. I negotiate with the dean. I ask for a leave at Williams, and the yes. only thing that we were still waiting on was whether they would, whether the department, which is sort of the the big block at uh, submitting the like a tenure yeah. answer, whether yes. they would hire me with tenure. Yeah, And they voted on Tuesday, and they have approved me walking in with tenure.
1: Amazing.
0: And, yeah. And so, so I'm, you know, yeah. So it's been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. But we're talking about in the span of less than two months, (sighs) we went from the position has been approved. We have permission to hire you. You need to come for an interview, the department will vote, and yeah. then the department will vote on whether we'll offer you the position with tenure. Yeah.
1: Yes. Unmilling. So, two months. And I keep thinking about home. I just mm-hmm. keep thinking about, yeah, that that's just so impactful. And, you know, what home brings versus the prestige of mm. being at Williams, right? And how you made a decision to prioritize what was best for you. Right. Yes. Yeah, it, it was. And and now it feels like the past episodes will take on a new dimension in terms of, you know, this arc now of mm-hmm. you finding your way home. You yes. finding your way home. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, that's just amazing. So
0: oh, that breaks me. Like just finding my way home. Whew. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: Tell me about. So this is a transition.
2: That
0: mm-hmm. you're making.
1: We've been talking mm-hmm. a lot about transitions yes. Um, uh, in, in terms of mentoring again from high school to college, college to industry and graduate school, from graduate school to industry or more academia. Um, and then now, you know, you're going from one institution to the other. So a couple of things, uh, mentors. Mm-hmm. who, yeah, Who did you talk to when this started to happen? Did you talk to anybody? How many people did you talk to? How did that go?
0: Yeah. So the, well, I'm
1: sorry, never mind. The amazing Dr. Harris doesn't need to talk to anybody
0: about it. Are things. you kidding me? No, no, no. <laughs> so first off, you know, I think definitely, I mean, okay. So I'm returning to my PhD institution, right? Like yes. my PhD advisor yes. is now my colleague. Yes. And so certainly talking to him about what I should expect, you yeah. know, what, sh- what should I expect walking in? Like, how is this place different than when I was a student here? Um, but also, you know, one of my really close friends when we were graduate students is an instructor there. Oh, wow. She's, okay. you know, she's a senior lecturer. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so wonderful to think about this because, you know, when when I was a graduate student, you know, I I remember Jill just being such a phenomenal teacher and i would ask her for all her lecture notes so i could figure yes. out like what best examples to use in my yes. teaching yes. and so she's there and so i i got perspectives from her about the teaching and the students again and all of that and so talked to her um, because i wanted to i wanted to feel like i was walking in not to something i know because yes. an institution changes in 10 years
2: and you've been changed In 10 years.
0: And it I've is. changed. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so having them to navigate sort of the local space. Um, but also let me tell you that the, the chair of the department has been the epitome of what I think a leader should be. Mm. Honest, frank. Yes. And just laying it all out there yeah. um, in ways that I just truly, truly appreciate. You mean transparent leadership and her guidance.
1: You mean transparency? Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. Got it. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Super transparent. Yeah. Super, super transparent in ways that I am just not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that part felt really valuable in in thinking about being here. Yes. And, but then, really, for me, Michael played a huge role in mm-hmm. helping me navigate the feelings I was having about leaving Williams when clearly I feel like there's so much work left to be done. Mm -hmm. And and when maybe for the first time, it feels like some of that work can be done, you know, given that we had a a recent external evaluation and some of the things that I've been pointing out for six years have been very clearly laid out by a wonderful external committee. And so, so I thought, is this the right time? You know, like, how did, how did he navigate his move? You know, what are things I haven't thought about in this move? And he was just, he was there to listen to what I had to say. Yeah. But also to try to think about what it was that I really needed advice on. Right. Like, it wasn't just like, well, here's what I did and you should do X, Y, and Z you know, more asking questions, more prodding, more really getting me to think about the root of what I was feeling. And part of what I was feeling as I was making this decision was how does one leave this this, this institution that's, again, the number one liberal arts college, yes. right, like th- this this thing we've been talking about since day one, yes. right, like being at, a place that is just like elite. Yes. That somehow by your sheer being a professor there, you're thought to be amazing. Yes. To then go to a institution that is lower rank by whatever metrics. Yes. Right? Maybe we'll have way less access to funds in the way that I currently can just yes. fund students to do whatever. Yeah. And then understanding that what that was was about prestige and the way that I... Thought about myself in that space mm, mm. and the way that I thought people think about me in that space, yeah. and then being able to zoom out and think about who I am as a person. Mm. What are my actual values? Yes. And how those have never aligned with the mission of yes. that institution. Yes. Of, yes, yes, yes. We are here and we are. Excellent, and that is the defining feature. Yeah. Whereas for me, the things that have always been important, and I've and I've said it and I say it over and over again is people. Yes. It's people being able to find the things that they want to do and have the opportunity and the access to get there. Yes. And and I think in terms of the impact I can have, you know, as, as my student pointed out, yes, the impact I had on him was. Great, and the impact he had on me was of course. continues to to you know impact me every day. Um, but he's one student, and I'm cognizant that you know when I was visiting UW Milwaukee, I went to an event, and I learned that every year they graduate over 500 Latinx students.
1: Absolutely,
0: every year, Williams has 2,000 students. Yes, I'm lucky. I'm lucky if I have two. Latinx students, I get to work with a year, yes, yes. and I love them. I mean, they come to my house and we make tamales, and yes. you know, we make pozole and like tacos and like you know. But that's five hundred students. And when I was here at the interview, you know, one of one of, a Latina student came up to me and was like, "I've never met a Latina professor. I didn't know there were Latinx mathematicians." Oh and I'm like, and "There's five hundred
1: that never gets of old. you
0: here." Yeah, yeah, and so I'm. I'm gonna God, I'm gonna do my best.
1: It, 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 they are so lucky to have you. And the impact that you're gonna make for generations is out of control. Tell yeah. me about imposter syndrome.
0: Ooh! Tell me about it. It hit hard. It it hits hard. It hits you? super, super hard. You? Of course. Of Mm. course. Of course. Of course. Um, And it's not only that it hits hard because I know I can do it. Right. We talked about this just earlier. You know, it's you just dust it off. Like, it's not like I've forgotten everything. I'm just rusty. Like, give me a few weeks and I got this. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, people there, there was, you know, certainly somebody um, there who said, you know, how do you think you'll be successful here? You've never taught a graduate course in your life. You've mm. never mentored a graduate student, which uh, is not true, but okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I, I get to work with graduate students. I have worked with many graduate students, but their assumption is, why would you leave Williams? And also, how can you think, how do you think you'll be successful here? You yes. have never been at a PhD granting institution. And then I thought, Probably so have the people you've hired recently. They graduated, got their PhD, and they also have never taught graduate courses, and you didn't seem to be bothered by that shit. Mm -hmm. So, part of it is is people trying to make me feel like I'm an imposter, right? So, there's this imposterization that is being pushed on me based on the fact that I have not been at a graduate granting, uh, PhD granting institution. And I realized that's not about me. Yes. That's not about me. But it doesn't mean that I don't have to fight those feelings and go through that list of, no, I have taught courses, in fact, at a graduate book. And I've done it at Williams. And I've also am tapped into a community through GRWC, so the Graduate Research Workshop in Combinatorics, where I get to mentor graduate students in mathematics, in fact. I have many graduate students that I work with because I run all these REU programs every summer and guess what there's postdocs involved and there's graduate students involved. So I got this.
1: Yes. Yes. I can yes, do yes,
0: this. Yes, yes. But it is yes. this this but it is this constant battle of, of having people say verbalize this to me yes. and then I have to go through my Rolodex yes through my CV to remind my own damn self that
1: i got this. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So now i would like to go through the coordinates.
2: Oh All shit. All right. So now Let's do
1: um it. okay, so it feels like content, we have the content down. You just said that we're yes. good with content. Um, money. Are you going to have mm. enough money at this place?
0: Yes. So definitely, you know, Milwaukee is a much cheaper place to live and cost of living here is lower. And so I did take a pay cut. The number looks lower. But at the end of the day, let me tell you what I what coordinate. Right. I think there's two coordinates here that go hand in hand for me. Yeah. There's the time coordinate. Yes. And there's the money coordinate. Okay. And let me tell you something. And it's taken me a long time to get here. That time coordinate is so incredibly important to me Mm. that I am willing to let go of the money coordinate some to increase my time coordinate. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. And I think as academics, we all understand that as academics, we have decided that our time is more valuable than going to work in industry 16-hour days every single day. Although I'm not saying academics don't work (laughs) 16-hour days, but we choose our work, right? So so that, for me, has been really important. And so, for example, my my teaching load is much lower. Yes. Much lower, which means that the kind of work that I do on an individual day-to-day basis with students, with graduate students, I have more time for that. And so there's... So those two coordinates, I think I have throttled them correctly mm, yeah. that the, it is an absolute net positive. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it.
1: And then socially seems
2: like.
0: Oh, <laughs> Lord. Socially. <laughs> let me just tell you. That shit feels unbounded right now. It's yes. a fucking delta function.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Just okay. blew up.
1: <laughs> just, yes. yes. Just, just blew sure. up.
0: I mean, there is, there is no, like, you have no idea. I mean, like, currently I'm at a writing retreat with a colleague, you know, yeah. Emory Marshall works yes. at UW-Milwaukee. Yes. And we're at a writing retreat. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I yes. have a colleague that I'm going to do research with. Yes. And they're literally right there in this building. I'm right. So I, so I come and there's already a team here with with me.
1: Yes, 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 yes. yes. All right, what are you worried about?
0: Oh, so I was worried about my family. Mm. So I mean, you know, my husband and my daughter. And in particular, oh, you're going to break me. In particular, my daughter. You know, she's had a hard time in the Berkshires of Massachusetts, being a young Afro-Latina. Yeah. And she's taken on the world and she has been robbed of a childhood because I see the white kids in the Berkshires and they don't have to deal with the things she deals with. And I was worried because even in spite of it all, she loves it there. Yes. She has a good group of friends. Yes. You know, she can ride her bike everywhere. Um, she can get ice cream at Lickety Split. You know, there's, there's a lot there that she loves. Yeah. And so I was worried when I, when I told her that we were leaving. You know, there was that, those days, those few days where she no. just said, Mom, I don't want to go. Mm. And, and I had to tell her, you know, Mommy and Daddy aren't happy here. And you deserve to have a mom and a dad that are happy. Uh, yes. Because when we're happy you're going to see a different life.
1: Yes, yes. yes
0: and yes. and I want you to experience what it's like to have a contingency show up to your game. Mm. To have the entire, oh God, you know, goodness. side of an auditorium full of your family cheering you on when you sing. Yes. Like, I want you to have that experience. And... Um, And I think she didn't buy it. You know, she was just like, I've never had that. I've never needed (laughs) that. Like, she
1: wasn't like, "Whatever." she just blew it off. No,
0: she was just like, that doesn't matter. (laughs) And then I said, I I want you to walk into a room and not be the only black person. Yes. Like, you don't know what that's like. Yes. Like, you don't know what it's like to walk in and just be like, Oh shit. There's, there's black people here. Yes. Um, and so I try to explain all of those things. And, uh, and and it took a few days and then we were driving uh to school the one day and and she said, "Mom, I was having a dream last night and in my dream I was talking to my teachers about le- us leaving and I said to them, "I am going somewhere where we don't have to talk about diversity." Oh my god. Because it is diverse. Yes. And I spent the next 10 minutes in the car ride just crying.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because I think that was the pivotal moment in which she understood that this is a good move for all of us. Yeah. And then yesterday, um, so about a week, a week and a half ago, I remembered that because I started thinking, like, we're leaving, where is she going to go to school? She's, you know, she's a 10th grader. Yeah. And, uh, Milwaukee, because it's a city, has a high school of the arts. Yes. And they audition students to get into their high school. So you don't just walk into their high school.
2: Yeah,
0: And so I I looked and we missed the deadline. We missed the registration. We Mm -hmm. missed absolutely everything. Yeah. And I just emailed the principal and I explained, like, we're returning home. Yes. Like, is there an exception that can be made? What can we do? And so, she interviewed yesterday. She had her god. on her audition. Yeah. And I'm hopeful that we can. I'll add the audio so that you can Excellent. see what she's saying. Yes. And uh, and immediately after the audition, I got I got the email that she got in. Oh my god! And so she she is going. To a school um, where she's going to be able to develop her talents. Yeah, yeah. That Um,
1: is amazing.
0: And I've never seen that kid so happy. And she's like, I'm going to go from, you know, having a choir class once every other day to having three hours of vocal lessons a day. Yes. And Jamal is so happy. You know, my man don't smile. (laughs) He's so stoic. (laughs) And I've never seen this man smile so big in his life. Oh my god! And yeah, and so things are just well. Shout so outs to him
1: Good. and, and all the other powerful yeah. supportive spouses. I'm, I'm, you know, yes. I'm super happy for him too. So
0: yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. he is so excited. You know, he's uh he he has an interview coming up at uh, at the airport working okay. TSA. Oh, okay. So you know, I'm like, keep our planes safe you are the perfect person for this. You know, like your right. military background. Like yes, he, yes, yeah, yes, he's yes. so excited. Just, and also, you know, he has his friends here. Like yeah. he'll have, you know, other men to yes. go to a bar with, you yes. know, just like, yes. I, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, Dr. Harris, it's good. you are going where you belong. Mm. You are going
2: where mm. you
1: belong. And I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you for making the choice (laughs) to go where you belong over what people might tell you where you need to stay. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. this story. It will reverberate for a very, very long time. And, you know, I hope people are listening. People will listen to this and, and... Choose where you belong.
0: Mm, every time. Where
1: you're, every, every
0: time. time,
1: every single time. Every time, every single time. I this season ends on the highest of notes. It just I couldn't agree. be better than this. Yeah, we
2: have
1: we have some people to thank. Mm. Emmy nominated John. Thank John, you, John. Thank you. <laughs> for the amazing production what you are listening to now compared to what we're about to upload in the recording is so different
0: i'm sorry john i'm sorry john (laughs) that's right no i'm I'm
1: just letting the audience know that yeah yeah what we give to john is absolutely absolutely a nightmare and he is um he turns it into what you hear so thank you for that Uh, zoe Our our assistant producer, just absolutely incredible. She is part of the consistency that we were talking about, that every two Mm -hmm. weeks she gets on and does an incredible job focusing us and keeping us on task. And then, of course, the incredible Michael Young, who Mm -hmm. uh, is the vision and silent voice of this show, who, of course, mentors us in all sorts of ways. Uh, There would be no show Without him, there is no mathematically uncensored without him. And, of course, to the very people who are listening now, uh, it would be impossible for us, as we said at the start of this episode, to bear our souls if you didn't didn't love us. Yes. And you've showed us love for two years. um, And, yeah, it's reciprocal. And we just want to say thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I echo all of that. And... Oh, it's been a long two years. Yes. Full yes. of roller coaster emotions. But knowing and feeling like the work that we do and the, the stories that we share when we come in this space resonate with people and that they're listening and that they're taking time out of their day to hear what we have to say. Um, I don't take that for granted. Um, so, thank you for continuing to listen to us and to helping us reach a larger part of the math community. You know, it's, it's hard to come on here every other week Yes, and share and really like bear our souls. Yes. But as Era said, you know, we feel the love. And so it makes it much easier for us to be able to, to do this work. And so thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for all of the support. Um, And for sharing the work that we do,
1: absolutely right, absolutely right. That's it. That is season two. Uh, So we will reach hiatus time only because you be busy, so we can't have. (laughs) I'm I'm blaming (laughs) (laughs) that we're all busy, right? So the summer is a time in which we get super, super intense, and it's just impossible to meet. And we're doing all sorts of things. Yeah, what are you doing this summer?
0: Oh my goodness, I am going to be at iCERM doing math. Summer at ICERM, so it's their REU undergraduate program. But it does remind me that there's so many things that are coming up, so people should check it out. So it's yeah. another um, partner program at ICERM and at, uh, at Brown University yeah. is the Workshop on Network Methods for Social Systems. So that's happening June 27th to July 1st. And then there's also the Critical Data Science Motivated by Social Justice program. That's coming up next year, but the applications will open um, soon. So check that out. That one's happening at MC at the University of Chicago and it's a research program. You absolutely do not want to miss it. And there's also some proposals. So if people are looking to get some writing done on mathematics and society, August 5th is your deadline to send the pro- uh, proposal over to the Journal of Humanistic Mathematics. And so there's, there's you know, work I'll be doing at icerm Other folks are going to be there um, and some upcoming opportunities. So as people are thinking about their past their summer, there are yes. summer deadlines that you want to meet so that you have you know some opportunities in the future. So check those out.
1: Excellent. People, enjoy your summer. Sister, enjoy yes. your summer. We'll be talking. Oh, yes. We yes, will. Yes. And <laughs> I'm excited for the future. Um, and we will see you uh, at the start of season three. See you then. You are listening to Mathematically Uncensored, where our talk is real and complex.
0: But never discreet.
1: Later, people.
0: Bye. Mama, I don't got time for dancing.
2: That's just gonna have to wait a while. Ain't got time for messing around. And it's not my style. This whole town can slow you down People taking the easy way But I know exactly where I'm going Getting closer, closer every day And I'm almost there I'm almost there People out here think I'm crazy But I don't care Trials and tribulations, I've had my share There ain't nothing gonna stop me now Cause I'm almost there Oh, I remember daddy told me Fairy tales can't come true You gotta make them happen sure are going my way. But I've climbed the mountain, I've crossed the river, and I'm all-